welcome to Blades Pod. It's Tuesday, 22nd of September. My name is Ben, and joining me on this beautiful sunny day is Andrew. How are you feeling? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got more of a spring in my step because uh, of something you just said previous to this. Uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is, is unrepeatable. Uh, we won't, won't go on here. <laughs> but it's a, a good summary of, uh, of getting yeah, on. I could, and I could have just left it at that if this were an X-rated podcast. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah can, can we just uh, occlude the start of this season from our minds, I think, and just uh, yeah. let's go ahead. I had to mention occlusion at some point. Um Last three trips to Villa Park, we blew a three-goal lead in the last eight minutes. We scored a goal that was given for reasons that... Um, I don't know, let me just look under the carpet to find out <laughs> w- what reasons they gave for that one in the end. And then uh, yesterday, we are on the end of um, just more unfortunate circumstances and a thoroughly irritating result. I mean, I just... I just feel like our season hasn't started yet. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I, I put a tweet out last night saying I feel like we've learned absolutely nothing from the two games because they've basically been pretty much over in terms of a contest in what we can win after yeah. 10 minutes, both of them. Yeah, I, I, exactly that. I, I just I just feel like these two games have been a total waste of time. I, yeah. I, don't, I just don't think you can draw any conclusions from it. I mean, that's what I like to get from watching United as well as you know obviously the enjoyment of seeing us score goals and win games but I like to try and learn something about uh, I guess what our strengths and weaknesses are and like areas that we're going to improve as as time goes on and that's I I feel like I've only really started to do that under Wilder because it's been obvious when things have changed and and improved in short and long term but I just don't think you can justifiably say anything about I don't think you can say that we're crap with any justification I don't think you can say that we've been unlucky with any justification. We just no. we just haven't seen anything yet because we've put us as you said we've put ourselves in a a massive hole in both games after about 10 minutes from which we have basically no chance of clawing our way out. I mean, 2-0 yeah. down after 6 minutes, down to 10 men after 12 minutes. I mean, that's essentially game over. I mean, we we made we made Villa work hard for this, but Realistically, there was no way we were going to get anything out of this game. I don't think. After ten minutes, I, th- I think you messaged me actually, didn't you, uh, saying I'd, I'd have turned off if I... it wasn't for the podcast. And I think most people felt like that because you were like, "Here we go again." Yeah, genuinely. If, like, if this was sixty minutes in and he gets sent off at nil-nil, you're thinking, "Oh, that's bad." But we've got thirty minutes to hold out. It, it's just that. I mean, to, to happen like two games in a row in the first two games of the season, where the game's pretty much gone after ten minutes, it's, it's unusual, isn't it? It's very odd, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, partly being in a mod, obviously, but I definitely would have turned off after 12 minutes, mm-hmm. I think, if I wasn't doing this podcast. It's just like, what's the point of even watching the rest of this game? Like, not, yeah. to, not to be all sort of little faith of United. And obviously, we've seen United do quite well with 10 men in the, in the not too recent past with... Um, uh, Brentford, for example, have also seen yeah, it do, do yeah, terribly yeah. with ten men in the even more recent past with uh, with Newcastle away when when Egan got sent off Newcastle again. Newcastle away is the one that kept coming back to me. I know people talk about Brentford. I think it's slightly different is that we had a goal to uh, defend in that game. Very good point. Yeah, um, which we could have obviously in this one, which things may have been slightly. I mean, that was the only real chance that we had, obviously, the penalty and. Who knows if we'd have got something to defend? But realistically, it felt to me ten minutes gone. That's another loss. Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this red card. Um, how, how surprised were you that this was a red on a uh, scale of one to ten? Really surprised. I think 
the way it was just so quick. I think normally, you know, the, the, the go, you couldn't even see the ref in shot when he sent him off at first. He's like sort of sprinting into shot. I didn't even see the red come out. He sort of had it in his pocket before he'd even took it out, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, really surprised. I mean, it were a bad mistake again, I think. And there's no getting away from Egan's out of position. Uh, and that's happened a few times. Not Maybe not, maybe it's not Egan. And maybe it's the line that we push up. I'm not going to blame him individually because I'm not sure. But... There's no getting away. It's like, oh, we've been caught out by that again. But then I thought, right, that's a foul. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a, it's it's a fairly cynical one in the sense that, you know, he's lost his man, so he's pulled him back. I was amazed he got. What about you? Yeah, I was I was stunned. It was a red card. I don't, and I, I having watched it again, I, I don't, I don't see how that's a clear goal scoring opportunity at all. I mean, yeah. When you when your goalkeeper can jog out and you know kick it out for a throw-in as uh, as Ramsdale was able to do, and you know the foul is occurring what like forty five fifty yards from goal something like that. I just I don't see how that's a red card. But then obviously having having given it, VAR are not going to overturn it. I think because it's not like stupidly obviously incorrect. And they you know what they said last season, it's supposed to be a high bar for overturning decisions. I mean the linesman didn't even give a foul. The linesman gives a no, throw-in. No. And I think Jamie Carragher, I don't know if you listened to the half-time analysis. I didn't actually know, but go ahead. No, I don't blame you. I don't normally do, to be honest. But <laughs> I thought, like, are oh, they going to defend this sending off and stuff? And I think Carragher got it spot on when he just basically said that if the referee gives a yellow card for that, they're not talking about that at half-time. No, no. And, and this, oh, I hate to do this, but like the Chelsea red card against Liverpool, uh, uh, Christensen for Chelsea, I mean, he makes a tackle that would, would barely be legal in NFL. Like, hmm. you, you can't jump on somebody's neck, generally, in NFL mm-hmm. and bring them down. That's what Christensen did while yeah. uh, while the guy was in on goal. And uh, and the referee gave a yellow, which was correctly changed to a red card. And yet, there's a bit of a tussle between defender and striker. I, I, I do think it is a foul by Egan. Like, you know, it's a bit... There's two of them tangling with each other, and they're both obviously grabbing each other and stuff. But... Egan's in a poor position in terms of um, Watkins has like sort of got the step on him, hasn't he? On the, yeah, on the turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I'm, I'm really, really surprised that that was a red card. And yeah, just the, I mean, that's as, as we said, that is that was just game over, wasn't it? In, in, I just don't understand it in terms of I don't want to get onto refs again. We all know that they they've made poor decisions and stuff in the past. Not again, not just against us. There's been some ludicrous decisions this weekend. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of all football, but. Surely the, the aim of a ref, in a way, is you know it, it's it, it's an entertaining entertainment sort of business. If you don't have to send somebody off, which you didn't have to, should he be doing it? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm sick of talking about him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, when he plays two <laughs> games. Um, I mean, we we were not in any immediate danger. I would say, like uh, around this, around the um, like immediately after the red card. Obviously, Villa. Just completely dominated possession for the rest of the game. Mm. Um, I mean, what, the other thing to say, I mean, we, you know, we, it was quite an interesting team, I thought, like an interesting yeah, team selection. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this fits together. And, um, you know, Burke coming in for his, his mm. um, first appearance, McGoldrick playing up front with him. Burger playing instead of Norwood, instead yeah, of with yeah, Norwood. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Quite a, quite a brave team. I will say before I forget that I, despite this ending off the first 10 minutes, I thought we started really poorly again. Mm. I think there were a bit in the after about two minutes where Matty Cash seemed to have the entire freedom of oh, Villa yeah. Park 
and there were nobody near. And I'm like, where's O'Connell? Where's Fleck? Where's Stevens? And I thought it were a really sloppy, sloppy start again. I think in the two minutes before the sending off, things had sort of evened out a little bit. But that first five minutes, Villa did have all the possession and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Basham with a unbelievable reaction to Flick flick that clearance away with his head. Do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? I, saw, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I thought it was fantastic, Bash, last night, to be honest, in, in a defensive sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, if he doesn't touch that, it's just going to be a tap-in for Grealish at the back post. But, in, I mean, you see it in slow motion, he doesn't have time to react. So, in real no. time, it was a ridiculous reaction. Um, I liked how he ended up sort of on the right wing free roll mm. <laughs> sort of thing that he had going on in the second half. Yeah. No, he, he, did a, uh, he did a good job in extremely difficult circumstances. And I think you mm. could say that about quite a few of our defenders, actually. Which we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll... I and mean, this is the thing, how much have we learned? Because we were all worried about the, the, the Wolves game and thinking, well, the defence didn't look as, as solid. Hmm. Looked really solid last night, but it's a completely different game where we've got everyone back. So yeah. I don't even think we've learned anything about the defence. No, no, I agree. I think um, people are praising Ampadu, and I, and I think, understandably, I thought he was really good when he came on, but essentially all Villa were doing is just lobbing crosses in that he quite easily headed away. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I agree. It's very difficult to draw conclusions. But that was, you know, when I saw that team... Uh, the the lineup and you know the way uh, where Berger was being played, I was like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this works. You know, this is, I think it's a bit of a a hallmark of um, Wilder at the start of the season, where it takes a few games to figure it out, doesn't mm. it? You know, the, we almost completely change what we're doing after about four or five games. I mean, I'm thinking back to last season. We obviously started with a um, a flat three for the you mm. know which we we not done with any success in the championship. Um, after about five or six games, we went away from Robinson and uh, McGoldrick as, as the first choice partnership. Obviously, seasons before that as well, it's taken us a, a little while to figure yeah, out what we're doing. Yeah, well, we started this promotion season up front with Leon and, and McGoldrick and, and the midfield with Lundstrom, Evans and uh, Absolutely, Flag. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so, yeah, no Duffy in that team and obviously Norwood wasn't in the squad either. Um, no. So so yeah, I was you know I was like looking at the team lineup, thinking like okay maybe this is this is the start of what we will see for the whole season, and then twelve minutes later, like that's it. We're you know we're basically not touching the ball for the rest of this game. McGoldrick's playing sort of left midfield now. Burke mm-hmm. is uh, you know up front on his own and will probably touch the ball like five times in the rest of the game or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know Berger is is not going to get on the ball because we're not going to have the ball. Just ah, uh, it's just a complete. I think way. it's frustrating because we've got a difficult run of fixtures coming. I think Leeds game will come on to that later, but that, that's going to be really difficult. And then we've got Arsenal, Fulham, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. So I don't want to like sort of jump the gun and be all doom and gloom and knee jerky, but there's a massive chance that we're going to have a very small amount of points by the end of that run. And this was a really good opportunity to pick something up, and we've sort of just sabotaged it for ourselves in the in the sense that. It was a poor mistake. Poor mistake from the ref as well. But, you know, again, we've been caught out by that long clearance from the back. Yeah, just a... I mean, it's just a nothing ball, isn't it? It's, it's just a clearance, as you say. It's not like a defence-splitting pass. It's not like the, um, you know, the first Wolves goal where it's like the guy does a... Yeah, Lundstrom dives in on the guy and then it's a good cross and a good finish. Yeah, just just self-inflicted. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm you know, while I'm saying, like... This is a waste of time, and I don't think you can draw any conclusions. Well, that's two games gone, and we've got zero points and scored zero goals, and you know we don't get to play those two games again, do we? So that's it. That that is the most frustrating thing. I think you can both games. You can say 
Well, we haven't learnt much, you know, we can't really judge this, we can't judge that, but that is two games gone. Wolves, fair enough, I think Wolves are due a win against us, they're a really good side, I thought they played really well yesterday, actually, against Man City. Mm. Um, but that Villa, you know, that I think that's a game that you look at and you think, yeah, we should be getting something from that, really, just... Because I thought they were poor, to be honest, Villa, I, thought, I don't know if it's just rustiness from their point of view or whatever, but... I mean, and it's a different game, obviously. It is difficult to break, break down those banks of four, but I thought they were really poor, and it's a game that you you probably should be thinking we get smart of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know whether I would be happier to lose this game the way we did or if we'd just got like pulled apart like Newcastle <laughs> did to us when we went down yeah. to Semen, because I just thought Villa just... Villa didn't have a clue, did they? I mean, they were awful. Villa. I, I, I'm not. I've done this pod for a year now, and I don't. I, I think I've proved that I'm not a sour grape. So uh, <laughs> every time we lose, like they were rubbish as well. Like opposition <laughs> fans do, but yeah, re- I thought they were really poor. Villa. I thought they just didn't. They didn't have a single clue how to break us down. And that's even again the most frustrating. Oh, I've got made of my hands at the moment. I'm speaking <laughs> off a corner that we let a goal in again. Again, two goals out of three are off corners. Something that we've been absolutely fantastic at defending. I saw someone on, I don't know how true, I, I can't put my mind up about it myself, to be fair. On S2 was saying that, is it because Ramsdale's a new keeper and we're not sort of... Over- I don't know. I don't know if that's too simplified. I, 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 I can't get my head around it. But that's two goals out of three out off corners. I don't think Villa would have had any chance of breaking us down in open play. They had a few chances after when we pushed out. But yeah. Didn't they had what? Did they have one shot on target and that was a goal? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think, think that's Ramsdale right. Had a save to make, did they? Yeah, no, so not really. Um, really frustrating because I, I, I'm really frustrating because if we'd have scored the pen, I think they'd have panicked even more. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, 100% not buying the new goalkeeper thing. I don't think, yeah. I don't think Ramsdale has anything to do with O'Connell treading on Stevens in the last game and then yeah. uh, losing, um, losing Mings in this one. Um, for the for the flick header in the corner. In front of the watching Gareth Southgate as well. Oh yeah, Gareth Southgate he must be like, oh look how good Mings is at uh, uh, passing it yeah. under no pressure <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, uh, oh, sod off Southgate. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to sour grapes either, but they they really didn't have a clue. I mean, and you know, when you've got talented players like Grealish, like we were just giving them the cross. I mean, we we yeah. we basically gave up the wings and just said, if you just want to cross it. You can do that, and we still have, um, yeah. you know, we still have three very good centre halves in there. Or you know. and I've seen some of their fans say on the view from and since as well saying, "Oh yeah, but we're rubbish against ten men, so that's a good result." But I'd like to know how many times he played against ten men for eighty minutes. Yeah, well, did you hear <laughs> it's that? It's different to getting a sending off in the second half and trying to break someone down, but for a full eighty minutes, I just thought they were all clueless. Yeah, I expected in the second half them to do something a bit different, but they just yeah. didn't and got a goal from a corner. Did I you think know, I was going to the second half like. Why have they got Forsell at the back here? They don't need this at all. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, one of my more unfortunate DMs to you was uh, why is Conser still on the pitch when he <laughs> yeah. so so clearly had a hamstring interest? I weren't going to tell people that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially about a minute before he scored, saying, why is he on the pitch? <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't care about the health of Villa's players. It's just like that team is just really badly run. I mean, yeah. he has a hamstring. You're not going to run off a hamstring injury. Like, it's just... interesting because obviously you have the banter and stuff, but when Chef, our Twitter account put out our you know, we lost today. And loads of Villa fans are tweeting pictures of Dean Smith. And I, I really wanted to put, but I thought you just sound like you're sour. But I wanted to put, well, yeah, thanks for putting the reason why you're probably going to be down there again this season. Yeah. But really poor from them, I thought. But they got the three points, so you know what I mean? They could kick him on. Yes, yes, quite possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think he is out of his depth as a manager. And, and 
him and Steve Bruce, the two luckiest managers in the Premier League, I think. Did you know on the I commentary think it's, it's, it's annoying because, well, not annoying. I imagine Chris Wilder looks at their team and think, what could I be doing with this? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, and I mean, they, you know, they, they showed a player on the bench that I, you know, they'd, they'd casually spent 19 million on yeah, and signed yeah. him from uh, Leon like the other day that I'd. I didn't even know they'd done that, you know, on top of everything else. It looks like they, like they were saying, oh, we'll get three or four more in and then we'll be ready to go. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? It just it does feel like the landscape has completely shifted. I know we're still trying to bring in more players, but, um, yeah, it does feel like the transfer... Well, there was a Villa fan on this too who sort of commented on The View from it and he was saying, oh, why don't you just raise your budget, basically? So we can't. You know, it's not as easy as that for us. It's like, I think... It's, it's easy to say, look, we can't compete. Why aren't we getting more money in here? But I think those six years in League One have basically put us on such a back foot, haven't they? Like yeah. for, for, we, we, the, the club ain't caught with the team. I think it's as simple as that. The team has progressed in such a, a ridiculous way that the club just hasn't had the chance to catch up. If we can stay up, I think I think this season's pivotal in terms of staying up. I think we can stay up this season. Stuff off the pitch is obviously like, do you know what I mean? Like get, getting sorted out and stuff. Mm. Uh, I think we've got a real chance of both sort of sides sort of aligning. But I think at the moment the club are lagging behind the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you see it on all those uh, like the price of football stuff. You know that Kieran Maguire does. Um, so even even when they're in the Championship Villa, their commercial income was just like, I mean, it just made ours look like pocket change in comparison. You know, even when they're in the Championship, they're they're massively well set up off the field to to draw in revenue, and obviously. Yeah. You know, obviously they they get the same TV money, or indeed slightly less TV money last season than we did because um, they finished lower down the league. But yeah, they, as you say, their spending power is just far far in excess of what we have at the moment. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want us to do that. I, I know it's easy to say, and it's short termism, and people might say we might never get to the Premier League again for another. Look how long it took us to get back last time, and I understand all that. But I don't want to be doing what Villa's doing personally. But I just don't think we're in a position, especially in the in the current climate with COVID and everything. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a risk I would not want us to take, I think. Yeah, for sure. That said, we, we need a striker. <laughs> we do, although, uh, yet again, we, we, what would he have done in this game? This is true, this is true. <laughs> I thought Blake were good, actually. I thought he did everything that we could possibly want from him. Yeah, I felt so sorry for him at the end. Um, yeah, I re- he looked nasty, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought he was coming off after about 50 minutes. Like He just looked shot. And, um... Interesting. I mean, we've got a week, haven't we? So he should be all right for Sunday. But, yeah. but I'd like to see him against Leeds, because obviously they push forward like, you know, they've got like 10 up front, haven't they? So... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I-, I can't remember which who it was our final substitution, but I bet he was he was looking longingly at the uh, fourth officials board, hoping his number was about to go up. But uh, mm. he, yeah, he did put a good shift in, and actually, it is a good uh, good segue. We'll talk about his, uh, I guess, his main contribution to the game, which is mm. uh, essentially bringing about the penalty that could have completely <laughs> changed the flow of things and, uh, and changed the narrative on our early season for sure. Um, one of our very few counter-attacks where we were able to... I, th- I think this was... I don't know if this is just like a happy byproduct of what we're doing defensively or whether it was like uh, a deliberate plan. But I thought by giving up the wings and like crowding the middle, the plan is basically like not only to, to defend the cross as well, but when you defend them, it gets headed into the middle where we have yeah. some players and then we can break that way. Um uh, Lundstrom and uh, and Burke sort of lead the charge with uh, you know great burst I think from 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 the midfield area. Mm-hmm. Burke, I mean, it was basically he runs through and it's just like you're on your own, mate. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. you're, gonna have, you're gonna have to take them all on. And I was thinking like just just have a shot. I mean, why not? We're not 
we might only get to the edge of their penalty area like five or six times in this entire game now. Yeah. So just have a shot. And I'll he said shout he... at you as soon as he got it, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. off line. Just have a shot. <laughs> have a shot. Um, he cuts inside, plays an incredible pass. I don't want to yeah. overlook this. This is a phenomenal pass to Basham. Really he's, is. He's running around the outside, and Basham has a tap-in in the six-yard box, basically. Matt Target clips him from behind. Uh, the referee takes a worryingly long time to give him penalty. But I does mean, give a penalty. I, I, well, I, I'll go into bat for Lundstrom before we talk about his pen. But two minutes for him to wait, basically, for that. Do you know what I mean? For no reason at all. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand why that took so long. Um, now, a red card was not awarded to Matt Target, despite this yeah. being a pretty clear goal-scoring opportunity, which I imagine will have had some people scratching their heads a little bit. So uh, if you've not heard the phrase double jeopardy, that is what gets used here quite a lot. Are you, are you familiar with this? The yeah, whole... until I heard Wilder's interview and I'm like, what the hell's that? <laughs> okay, yeah. So this isn't even a particularly new thing. It's just I don't I don't remember it happening to us before, um, yeah. but it's it was introduced about four years ago, I think. But basically, uh, the intention was to, uh, if, if a penalty is given then uh, and the defender or the player who fouled uh, is a judge to have been making an attempt to win the ball and accidentally makes a foul instead, then it's not a red card if you have given a penalty. Um, I'll read this from the uh, from the laws of the game, actually. Where a player commits an offence against an opponent within their own penalty area, which denies an opponent an obvious goal-scoring opportunity and the referee awards a penalty a kick, the offending player is cautioned if the offence was an attempt to play the ball. In all other circumstances, e.g. holding, pulling, pushing, no possibility to play the ball, etc., the offending player must be sent off. So, explain to me how Matt Target had the possibility to play the ball there. You know, the best thing about this I've, I've read so far is a Villa fan on, on some comment on Twitter saying uh, he wasn't the last man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, on the, on the, like in the, on the, in the net. Yeah, technically, <laughs> they had a goalkeeper out there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. So, no so, idea. No so idea. That... Absolutely no idea. So the reason uh, Graham Scott didn't send Target off is because of that. It's because mm-hmm. he decided that Target uh, had had the possibility to play the ball, um, and it was an attempt to play the ball. I don't see that at all. Um, no, he really didn't. It's, it's, it's nonsense. A poor decision. Yeah, it's it's so far away from him. It would not be possible for him to reach the ball. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no thing over like accidental contact or anything like that. You know, if you're saying like. Oh, he didn't mean to bring him down. Anything like it doesn't matter. It should have been a red card. I'm, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really flabbergasted that VAR did not correct that decision, and that that was not the original decision anyway. And and that really is a much bigger deal than as getting a penalty. I agree completely. I said I said that. I said that. I'd rather have had the sending off than the penalty, as daft as that sounds. Because I think it, again, it becomes a real game rather than just backs against the wall. I don't, I don't think that's daft at all. I think that's that's completely logical. I would give me that every time. If you if you'd said to me there, you can have a goal, but you still have to play with ten men, and they have eleven for the next seventy, uh, sixty mm. minutes, whatever it is. I would take missing the penalty and having them down to 10, 10 men. 10, 10 on 10, yeah. Every it, becomes a, it becomes a normal match again. And I think you can, not not just in terms of, I mean, it could have gone either way, uh, but you can read more into it. I think it becomes more of a more of a proper match. Yeah. And obviously what should have happened is that we got a penalty and they went down to 10 men. But um, yeah, that didn't happen. And uh, what percentage of blades do you reckon thought Lundstrom would score this penalty? Well, I did like a, a bit of a sort of 
get in, come on, who's having it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I've got nothing against Lundstrom in terms of like in certain other fans have, but it just felt like, you know what I mean, with everything that's gone on and everything, I just thought... This this is not gonna this is not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think we should. Uh, I said this too separately, but I think we need to start putting like uh, on the team sheet. We need to put an S for scapegoat after Lundstrom's name. You know, like we yeah. do for Egan with the captain, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be done. Um, yeah, slightly a slightly curious choice of penalty taker, but I thought Berger would have had it. Obviously, bang one in against Burnley, didn't he? On yeah, that was my first thought as well. But then I was, I, you know, I was kind of running through the team. I was thinking, well, I've no idea what Burke is like at penalties. McGoldrick's obviously gone off and as a, yeah. a patchy record. But Burnley had he been on this one midweek anyway. Sharp's not exactly, not exactly great. No. Osborne's not on the pitch after almost breaking the net with his. And then I think yeah. our penalty, Nor was the, the first choice. Then it's Sharp. Then it's McGoldrick. And I think those three went on the pitch. So yeah, and obviously, you know, it's not like Lundstrom was like, no, I'm having it. Screw you guys, like or anything like that. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure yeah. It was a decision. I would have liked to have seen Berger have it, but then again, if he's not confident and Lundstrom is, you've got to get to the guy who's confident, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And I know, I know it looks a bit weird to be like, you know, this guy's, you know, he's, we're supposed to be out the door, and now he's taking a penalty for us. But I think it's, I think we need to remember that Lundstrom, he doesn't want to leave technically. He just wants a new contract. He wants, like, yeah. This is the big wants difference. Fifty grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> Only fifty now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how much he wants. He's just greedy. Whatever. That's all I've heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Lundstrom, uh, as, as everyone predicts uh, or predicted, I should say, um, has his penalty saved by uh, Martinez on his debut. Good save, bad penalty at the same time. I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much credit I get. I know everyone. I thought Dean Smith was like, oh, that's a great game by Martinez. You know, he's dominated his area. It's like, mate, we went in your area like three times in the whole game. Like, is that really, is that really <laughs> yeah. dominance? Um, I think that's just... I think I'm quite penalty. surprised. I've seen a lot of dead battle whose reports are, I, I do trust a lot. Uh, gave Lundstrom three out of ten for this match, which is really low. I don't think he were any worse or any better than most other people, to be completely honest. I think on the ball he were quite poor. Some of his crossing were awful when we got into decent positions in the second half. But... I don't think you can sort of say, and Debat didn't say this in fairness to him, but I don't think you can say he's not putting the effort in. No, and and you know, there's that. Um, it was after we went one 0 down, but he he just burst away from McGinn and like ends up you know winning a free kick and mm. a yellow card for him and that kind of thing. And I thought it was fine. I mean, I, th- I think he did more than uh, more than Fleck, for example. I thought he you know had a much yeah, yeah. much bigger bearing on the game in terms of uh, you know trying to move us on the counter attack and. He is one of our more athletic players. You know, this is the kind of scenario where I don't, I don't know who else we have in our squad that would be able to offer a bit more when we've got ten men almost. You know, this, to... this is something I did say all the way through the second half. Actually, I said like if we just had a couple of midfielders who could, with a bit of pace, you know, like Palace have, yeah, or, or even strikers, like they've got three of them. We only had Burke. I think we could have really caused Villa problems, you know, because they were pushing forward that much, but we've got no one. Berger does it to a, to a certain degree. Fleck does it as well, but they're not the fastest players. You know, by the time mm. they get into the other half, the, the, the opposition are back. Love to have just that driving midfielder just to take his forward. Yeah. I, In a funny way, I'd almost rather we had someone like that than a new striker, if you like. But yeah, yeah, then yeah. it's sort of where do, they, where do they drop into the team unless it is for, for Lundstrom, I suppose. And if we're accepting that Berger... <laughs> Goes uh, goes into Norwood's position, which is, uh, we haven't actually got to this yet. But yeah, I, I don't know about not playing Norwood, man. I mean, I, I hope there's mm-hmm. a, a fitness reason for that because I he's so important to what we do. And I thought he was, I thought he had a good game against Wolves. And I think possibly that 
it seems to me that a, a tactic for oppositions in the latter half of last season, which did seem to work, is right, close Norwood down, and that's mm. their sort of outlet gone in terms of, you know, he's the one who pings it around, the conductor, isn't he, mm-hmm. in the middle of the park. And I wonder if we sort of change it up for that reason. But Yeah, that's fair. Burns um, a different sort of player. I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'd if, rather have had Lund- uh, Norwood in, in, instead of... Even if Norwood's playing on the right-hand side of midfield, I know he's not the, a box-to-box midfielder, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange decision, really. Yeah, he played He played on the right against um, Burnley, which was mm. unusual, I thought. Um, I think, but, we need a, personally, I think we need a player there, mate. I, I really do. I think we need a player on that right-hand side. And people say it's Berger, but I think he's obviously he's overall choice of position is the Norwood role I think we need someone on that right hand side of midfield I guess that's why we were looking at players like John Swift weren't we For uh... I don't know why that sort of, sort of dried up that sort of position we've brought in what three defenders a goalkeeper and a, a whatever Burke is a striker come winger or whatever mm. uh, I, I don't know it just seems to have dried up on the midfield front doesn't it in terms of uh, rumours and stuff yeah who knows maybe there's a a rabbit out the hat, or a. a I'd, I'd argue we're actually weaker in that position than last year because last year we had Bestich. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, until uh, until football was paused, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah so Pre lockdown, I think we had more options in that. I mean, you could say we brought Berger in and stuff in, into that position, but yeah, I felt like last season if Lundstrom don't play well, we've got Berger. If Berger don't play well, Bestich can come in. Yeah. Now, is it Jack Rodwell next in line? I'm not sure. <laughs> or. Uh... No, no, Ampadu will probably play more more centrally, I guess. But I'd, I think I'd probably like to see Berger go back on the on the right in midfield. But yeah, then, I think that, that that's for me for Leeds. Yeah, definitely, I'd have no but, but then again, I don't. Maybe he would have absolutely bossed this game. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, we had twelve minutes where on an even keel, if you like. So who knows? It's very yeah. very hard to say. With the penalty, I, I do think it was a poor penalty. It's one of the rather than like a good save. I think it's it's one of them that basically. The execution of the penalty basically makes it a fifty-fifty. It's like, does the goalkeeper dive the right way? Yes or no? If yes, then it's a save. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just just wasn't a good penalty. But then he put an awful corner in after that. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, was that him? Yeah, he's like run <laughs> straight, set the corner. I was like, I'll, I'll make amends. First man, boom. One thing to Lundstrom, he never hides. He still asks for the ball all the time and stuff. And he's obviously got confidence in his own ability. Maybe too much, I might say. But... <laughs> yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the rest of the game, I, I, I do think we defended well. You know, I thought O'Connell was excellent. Basham made some uh, good interventions. I mean, like as he said, Ampadu. Um, you know, I would say. Everything that he uh, had to do, he did very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to know how, like, how much to draw from that, I guess. And then obviously, yeah. they get a corner eventually. O'Connell loses Mings, he flicks it on, and Conser uh, gets up above um, Stevens and the world's slowest header right into the corner of the net. <laughs> like, Ramsdale getting a lot of stick for this. Oh, I don't, I don't think see. No, I don't think he has either. Um, yeah, I, I guess, guess we're just going to do this all season. It's a slow dive. When I first saw it, I thought, well, he's got to be saving that. Then I looked at the replay and he's way in the corner. But I've had arguments with friends actually about who, who you know, whose judgment I trust and stuff. And they said, oh, yeah, I think he should have done better. Well, he's in the corner, you know what I mean? But everyone sees it different. I, I do see that he does go down really slowly. Hmm. I guess oh. we're just going to do this all season, aren't we? With every single goal. Every well. goal. Endor would have served it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite wearying, isn't it? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, just... it really is. Really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope we actually score a goal and win a game soon and uh, cheer everybody up and stop like debating things about... Uh, I mean, even shots that went wide, I, I saw a lot of people saying, 
Oh, you were a bit slow down to get to that one. It's like you didn't even go in the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not even on target. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they scored that goal from the corner. I don't, I don't really think you can put much of blame on Stevens for losing a header to a centre half. Like that's that's kind of expected, I suppose. It is worrying that we've conceded from two corners after being so good uh, defending set pieces last season, but. I, I kind of trust that we'll fix that, you know? Like, yeah, look I can't at that. see it carrying on all. So it's not something we've struggled with under Wilder at all, is it? No, not, not all. And with Alan, various goalkeepers as well, if, you, if people wanted to talk about Ramsdale in that sense. Yeah, and Alan Neil, obviously, um, set-piece set piece king. So mm. that, it doesn't worry me long-term. It's just like, why is this happening right now? Like, you know, we, 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 we're we scrapping at the minute to, to get something going ourselves and yeah. like can we not just give away a soft goal every game please I know it's only two games but that is basically what's yeah. happened um, is there anything else you want to say about this Villa game there's, there's no, not, I mean <laughs> yeah but we I mean look we I think after they scored Villa not there for the taking but certainly let us back into the game mm. uh, in terms of you know we, we suddenly got into their box a lot more than we had done in the previous kind of 70 minutes or so that Berger had that one opportunity to just, you know, we've all seen the training ground clips, haven't we? Of Berger just like smashing one in on the uh, like on the right side of the penalty area. Oh, I was <laughs> Yeah, and he, he sort of just took a few too many touches. I think there was another one where he he got in front of uh, Douglas Louise, and I really thought he was going to go down. It looked like Louise was about to to clip mm, him bit yeah, from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had those opportunities, you know, Baldock. Uh, a couple of good moments from Baldock, I thought, were like just. Uh, just sort of, you know, kind of dummied the cross and got to the byline and put in a decent ball, but we just didn't have the bodies in there, did we? Um, no, yeah. no one there at all. Uh, on, on the subject of Berger, I wish he had more. He seems to lack confidence in his own ability. He, he sort of he, he drives through and then he, he's he's safe. He sort of like stumbles around going, "Oh, should I?" You, you're probably the best player on part, mate. So just like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just carry on. Have a shot. Yeah, there's a couple of really nice moments for him where I just. You know, the limited times we get the ball, I'm just like, oh, he's so good. Like, you know, imagine when we're not down to 10 men or not 2-0 down after yeah. six minutes and we get to see this for a for a full 90. I, this uh, is the thing as well I would like to criticise United for is I don't, I, when we did get the ball, I don't think we kept it well enough at all. No. We sort of passed two or three passes, back to O'Connell or whatever, boom, down the field to Burke. Yeah, I thought Fleck was pretty, uh, pretty guilty of that. And, um, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of players were, I mean... You know, this, I think there was a, a moment quite late on which it made Lundstrom look terrible, but Baldock basically gave him a hospital pass behind him and, you know, mm. he was already running in one direction and it ends up yeah. being, uh, it might have been that Watkins shot that went just uh, just over yeah. or just wide. And, you know, every, I imagine everyone immediately was like, Lundstrom's lost it, etc. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he put him in a bad position. I think I think loads of him did it, to be honest. Um, I had something else I wanted to say there. What, what did you just say? You're annoyed at United not using the ball well. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you make of as uh, every goal kick with ten men whacking it straight to their goalkeeper or or an unmarked Tyrone Mings? I'm currently pulling the face that we did at the time, which has made a man's eyes <laughs> screwed up. Like, why are you giving it straight back to them? No respite. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just completely right. There you go. Come on then. <laughs> Come I'm, guess- I'm guessing there's a reason for doing that, but I don't know what it is. No, That's I don't. I'd like to ask charity- that. Obviously, you don't get that amount of time in interviews. You ask about the the thing you probably. But I'd like to say you probably bite my head off, but <laughs> just say yeah. how could Ramsdale kept booting it to Martinez? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, even like you know, 
It's a bit <laughs> cynical, but even like dummy to take it short, and then if Villa come on and press, you'd be like, oh, "All right, lads, we'll you know push up the pitch and we'll hit this long." And hey, Presto, you've wasted another thirty seconds. And, or even uh, the corner, or even if you're going for a throw in or something, you know, the other end of the pitch. Yeah, try and pin them back a little bit. Straight down the middle. <laughs> Yeah, it's just very frustrating. Yeah, um, my final word on this uh, this Villa game, and I think the the only time I cracked a smile in the entire game was uh, was Alan Nil running after the ball on the touchline in a very very strange running motion. It looked like he got <laughs> slippers or flip flops on or something. It was a it was a, a delightful little shuffle after the ball to uh, try and restart play very quickly. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on mate we'll take a quick break we'll talk about uh, Leeds away our next game and uh, who won the week in the Premier League quick break to hear from one of our sponsors do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch up then look no further than glistening kicks a Sheffield based business who deliver high end cleaning restoration and weather treatment services for shoes sneakers and trainers Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean and can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in need of cheering up, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And uh, yeah, next game for the Blades. We're not playing on uh, 6 o'clock on a Monday for the first time this season, which is delightful because I'm ready to just throw that right in the bin. Rubbish. I feel like that's going to... Awful, awful kickoff time. It is because it's... um... That's just so boring. I can't believe I'm going to say this. (laughs) It's too early early for me to have some food and then I'm starving by the end of it. (laughs) You know what? I've seen a lot of people say that. I don't think it's as... But I think you're uh, doing a lot of observation... Observational... uh, Observational comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that a lot of people said, do I have my tea before? I I had a curry at R5. Who has a curry at R5? (laughs) (laughs) COVID problems. Um... Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lunchtime kickoff on Sunday, isn't it? The, well, the other thing is, this is what I was doing my head in. Like, I feel like everyone, we, we have to like suffer through the whole weekend of, you yeah. know, obviously at least one team is going to look good in every single game. So you have to, you have to sit there going, like, oh, they look good, don't they? Oh, they've had quite a good weekend. And- <laughs> this is it with the fans before. Uh, I love how, I mean, it's two games and everyone's like, well, Fulham are down, West Brom are down. There's one relegation place left. It's between us and West Ham. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's how it goes, isn't it? But yeah, um, but Leeds, Leeds had uh, well another four three. I mean, it was almost um, it's almost become a meme already. But uh, oh, Leeds are just going to win four three every single well, week. Four three against us, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if there's uh, I'd be surprised if there's that many goals in this game. Um, I mean, this I, I was vaguely aware of this, but. Uh, 
Leeds are by far the biggest overperformers from an attacking point of view so far this season. It's a super, super small sample. It's two games. They have a lower non-penalty expected goals than Sheffield United and have scored seven more goals. That's remarkable. They have taken 16 shots this season and scored seven times. We've taken 13 and obviously scored zero. As I say, by far the biggest overperformers of XG. They also have the second worst XG against behind West Brom. Mm. Um, I mean, a really small sample. One of their games was against the uh, the champions, of course, Liverpool. Yeah, so. I, I, I was about to put in there and say that Liverpool could have had about 10 against them, really. Still. Well, well, that's exactly that. They're, narratively, their start to the season could be very different. Um, mm. And, yeah, they unless they're doing something insane that uh, people are not able to, to deal with through the whole season... The idea the that they're going to Bielsa. maybe yeah, the idea that they're going to score a goal basically every two times they shoot in a game mm-hmm. is not going to carry on. They've yeah, they've they've really hit a hot start attacking wise and also defensively, yeah. I suppose. Um, now that could be a streak that's going to continue for a bit longer, or if we're lucky, uh, this weekend will be the start of. Uh, some regression on those numbers, um, and and I would I would posit that United are a, uh, a a a prime candidate for attacking teams to regress against because yeah. we are we are quite good at, at muddying up games, if you will. I will say yeah. when we're, when we're not two 0 down immediately. I would say if we're not out right after ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they so far they have a bad defence and their attack has been actually slightly worse than ours, despite the fact we've played with 10 men for the vast majority mm. of a game. But uh, they finished ridiculously well. Um, and but obviously Patrick as well up front, so it's weird. Yeah, yeah. And obviously they're going to be feeling great about things. I mean, they've... You know, everyone's kind of an... I think this is... I found this really bizarre, but also kind of understandable. But in the Villa game, you know, all the sort of commentary talk is about, you know, how positive uh, the future is for Villa and stuff. And I'm just like... You know, in the space of like six weeks, they've gone from barely stayed up to like the future is bright, and we've gone from ninth to well, that's it. Down. We're, we're dead, aren't we? Syndrome. It's just like what's going on here? Like, you just I don't understand that. Whereas, yeah, Leeds, you Leeds. can't do any. And this is what oh, this is. I think our fans, for instance, I'm gonna like I'm, we've seen a lot far more criticism than I think we would have if we were at the matches. I don't know yeah. if you agree with this. I think people are watching games at home rather than the public, even like even the games that you can't get to. For instance, I don't know, Liverpool away last year, it was on Sky. A lot of fans go to the pub and watch it because it's not a novel anymore that the games are on TV. Every match is on TV. Mm. You don't go to the pub as much, so you sat on your own watching it, just tweeting out halfway through the game, he's rubbish, what's he do? Every mistake sort of becomes a huge thing, which I don't think happens at the match. I don't think that happens when you're at the game. You're actually there with the people, and you can let off steam with the person you're with and stuff. You can say, what's he doing, you know? And then you leave it out on social media. I think there's so many, like, weird narratives that are flying around, like Lundstrom doesn't try or Ramsdale's not good enough. And it's sort of people who've just made this, in my opinion anyway, and sort of a knee-jerk reaction to something that's happened in, in a particular game, a particular incident in a match, and they stuck with it, and and oh, it's driving me insane to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're I guess we're all going stir crazy stuck at home, aren't we? But and I understand it. Like I say, it's the sort of thing. If I'm watching a match with you, we've been to pubs together a couple of times to watch games. I might say, "What's Ramsdale doing there?" And that's it. That he don't go any further than that. 
Yeah. People tweet it online. It's out there. People react to it and then blah blah blah, and it all escalates. Yeah, it becomes a it becomes a conversation rather than a, yeah, a throwaway exactly, comment, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And even if it's like absolute nonsense, it's almost legitimised by the fact that people are talking about it. Yes. We all do it. I, I, I've been at matches before. Watching the game yesterday, I'll say something stupid like, get rid of Lundstrom, he's rubbish. <laughs> just because he made a mistake, because it's just that anger at that particular moment. People are, are thinking that, and instead of saying it, because there's no one to say it to, they're tweeting it out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very astute point, mate. Um, if you if you gathered the early feeling from Leeds, they must be absolutely. I've not, uh, I've not uh, actually. I'll, I'll probably try and get that done uh, this week. I'm not looking for. I mean, they're understandable. Going to be on. They're going to be really fancying it, and I, I've got to admit, you know, I'll be honest here. I'm dreading it to be honest. <laughs> See, I'm I'm not the 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 Villa game. I wasn't. I can't quite rationalise this, but Villa are the only team I realise that I really don't want to lose to this season. I think even it's Newcastle. Because- yeah, it's funny. My uh, my wife said that actually. That was her, that, that was her immediate reaction. I like how but... you must be going around the house just talking about Newcastle. Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, a little insight into my private life there. Um, yeah, but it's just so like, uh, you know, it's new Newcastle. Like you can't hate Newcastle. I just you know they're they're a car crash. You almost feel sorry for them. Like I don't yeah. like Steve Bruce, obviously, and I hate I hate the fact they beat us twice last season, but. They're still a car crash. I mean, just they're funny. This weekend. They're a funny club. I think Steve Bruce is a funny man, not unintentionally a lot of the time. But, yeah. Uh, but the, the How's the Bacon quote is my favourite quote of last season, I think. <laughs> and I, did you see that one? I did, yeah. yeah I've seen it many one. times, yeah. I don't know what the interviewer's asking him, and he's just like, what's that you say? How's the bacon? <laughs> <laughs> That's a 10 out of 10 impression. Very good. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> um, how on earth did we get onto this? Oh, yeah, losing to Villa. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's... I guess there's a little bit of that that holdover from the uh, the teams that got promoted with us because obviously um, uh, we said uh, we said bye to um, uh, Michael Blake Norwich and uh, yeah that was it they were the only other promoted team obviously I've got I've got no you know I feel like anything with Leeds has done I feel like you know we we've we've owned Leeds essentially by pipping them to promotion mm. um, you know I don't feel like there's anything there of like I d- sorry I, d- I didn't mean it. I was dreading it in the sense that I see him as like a main rival. People are going to hate me for this, but I've never had an issue with Leeds. I don't know if I'm just too young to remember what they were like in the past or whatever, but yeah. never had a problem. Obviously, the media hype and stuff, it does, does your editing and stuff. And I think even with their own fans, I think some of their own fans are like, oh, God, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we, we stop going on about us. But I've never got I've no issue with Leeds as a club at all. Um, I really, never have, to be fair. But I'm dreading it in the sense that I think they're going to be swarming all over as well, low on confidence. I don't like playing a team like that when they're attack, 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 you know, when we're suffering so much from confidence. Might work in his favour, though. I feel okay about this game. I think this is a, I think this is a good one for us to play next as mm-hmm. opposed to, um, I don't know, if we're going up against, like, Liverpool or someone like the that. The thing is, with gonna... Liverpool, you're expected to lose. I think if we lose this one... Wow, there's going to be some right doom and gloom flying around, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, definitely, but... Um... I don't know. I, I just, as I say, I just feel like this. We just don't know anything yet. Like more, even more so than the teams that have, you know, than, than sorry, even less so than teams that have played proper games. If you like, mm. it's, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about this one. To be honest, I'm, I'm I, I, like I say that that overperformance by Leeds it might carry on for a few more weeks, and you know we might be on the receiving end of more ridiculous finish levels of finishing from them. Or actually, they might not be as good as everyone thinks they are, and we are not as bad as 
people seem to be ready to declare us to be. So, well, hopefully it's a real match where we're not out after ten minutes and we can genuinely judge. Yeah, yeah we are rubbish up front, <laughs> yeah, rather than what's going on at the moment. Because in both games we've played against the Wolves team who had two 0 lead to defend after ten minutes, five minutes. Yeah. So it's always going to be difficult to break a team down anyway when they're two in a lot. But you know, a team as good as Wolves defensively, and then mm-hmm. this one with barely attacked because we were down to ten minutes after ten minutes. So it'd be nice to have a game where. We've got a real opportunity to actually win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds not... insane, but it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, the first, I'm at, to be honest, I think I might get a pub to watch this one and just go in at quarter past. Yeah, well, let's hope the team don't take that attitude. Yeah. Uh, turning up after 15 minutes. Um, obviously, uh, Egan will be suspended, so you figure Ampadu is just going to slot right in there, I think. Which I I'm... hope so. I don't want Jags in there. A moment of silent horror there. That, yeah. that possibility. No offense to him and stuff like that, but I just think that. Ooh, yeah. He, mm, no, I don't want Jags in there to be honest. I think Ampadu deserves it after his performance as well. Ampadu will definitely start. It'll be interesting to see, by the way, if we play that high line again. If we get caught out with another long ball, because then we'll sort of have an idea whether it's the system or Egan, his positioning sense that's been you know causing those issues a couple of times. Yeah, I I doubt we'll play that high line just because. Like uh, Leeds, as you say, just basically constantly eight up front or whatever, aren't they? Just like yeah. charging over the top. So yeah, I'd be, uh, I think it, I, I can see it being a similar game to the last time we played at Ellen Road. To be honest, where yeah. we um, we are basically just looking to play on the counter attack, and that's where we might see a bit more of Berg. Uh, excuse me, of Burke. That's going to yeah, get confusing yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. season completely. Uh, um, yeah, which uh, in limited flashes looked quite promising, but. Yeah, hopefully we're not relying on him to score all the goals to keep us up this season. Just um, the thing on the uh, the derby too, by the way. Uh, are you surprised they've not been on the bench? Yeah, I am a little bit. Um, I don't think they have been much under yesterday with what happened, but I thought they were there as almost like game changers, particularly Bogle. Yeah, it, it, I don't think either of them. Yeah, would have would have come on yesterday unless no, there was don't, an injury. No. Um, they both, I watched the Burnley game. They both played very well, I thought. Uh, Lowe, particularly going forward, um, linked up really nicely and obviously a great cross for McGoldrick's goal as mm. well. But I thought Bogle looked very good on the ball. So, yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I was surprised to not see them on the bench, but I think it's similar to what we said last week. And it was like, you know, on, on the left, you've got um, you've got Osborne and yeah. uh, we just figure that um, Baldock's going to play the full 90 minutes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it could be... Um, I think, yeah, I, I probably expect to see at least one of them on the bench for the next game if we're going to be playing more counter-attacking for sure. Because, mm. um, yeah, that might be uh, it. Might be the time to see Bogle ahead of Baldock at some yeah. point. Not not to start, but um, potentially coming on later in the game, I guess. Um, yeah. C- cool. Uh, all right, mate. Let's uh, let's wrap up with uh, who won the week in the Premier League. Obviously, finished uh, this round of fixtures now. Who uh, who who's had a good week for you? I think the man of the week as Mr. Jose Mourinho. I think he's had an awful week last week when they were awful against Everton. Mm. And he five goals banged in away at Southampton on the day that they signed Gareth Bale. I think that's a really good week for Jose. It's not bad, is it? And um, Spain's left back as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I did, yeah, I meant to mention that as well. I wrote that down. Yeah, he's. Uh, so I think he's had a good week because I think after that Everton game, rightly so, I watched him. Like, Tottenham are awful. And I think yeah. all of a sudden the it just goes to show, doesn't it? One win, you know. Uh, yeah, now they're great. Changed a bit, and now the people talk about it for Champions League plays because obviously Chelsea, uh, they they lost Liverpool and looked a bit out. Of, I know they had ten men, but even before that, looked a little bit out of sorts. I thought, and uh, 
yeah, so you know, it's a good good week for I think for Jose Mourinho. Yeah, absolutely. And as uh, as you said to me, you know, uh, Southampton, they they don't muck about when they're in the mood for a hammering, do they? Love it, don't they? I mean, yeah, they just got that was weird that because they just they just kept going over the t- with the most simple tactics I've ever seen. It's like do something about it. What are you? Do? It's like what happened to Egan, but every minute we're happening and they weren't doing anything about it but also on Jose I talked to a girl who knows nothing about football um, mm. and she's been watching the Tottenham documentary I haven't seen myself yet and she goes I really like him Jose Mourinho I goes oh what do you like about him she goes well his dog died and I felt really sorry for him and I went like <laughs> so you know that's another one that's uh... <laughs> okay <laughs> but she's got, got a new fan as well yeah um, Southampton also started uh, two defeats, right? With uh, yeah, two defeats. Yes, they're definitely well. down as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like last season, I suppose. I love this um, with Brewster, by the way. Just a comment on this, and uh, I've seen it a lot on ST. No way, is Brewster going to be coming to us now. Now we've lost two in a row, and Palace have won two in. A row. As if like that, you know, as if it's like that short term is in like people's careers. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Um, my winner of the week. Uh, well, first of all, I will, I'll tell you a boring fantasy football. St- Story, which I know fantasy football is, is terrible, but I made the, the brilliant decision to uh, remove Hyung Min Son from my team this week, and he obviously goes and scores four times. Uh, and my my other win of the week is someone who, who didn't score four goals, but he scored three goals and was also omitted from my fantasy team this week after being in it last week. And that's ex-blade Dominic Calvert Lewin with I believe his first professional hat trick, certainly his first Premier League hat trick. Why doesn't Calvert Lewin have an England cap yet? What am I missing? Is he like? Conveniently injured every time there's an England game. Uh, this guy's the man. He should be involved in uh, in in every England squad. He's like yeah, Callum Wilson got a cap, didn't he? Up until late last season, I think. So uh, he yeah. was. Yeah. He has come on. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a bit uh, X Blade hat on here, obviously. So yeah. follow it. Follow his career with some interest. But he has come on leaps he and really bounds. The I last remember two seasons months. ago, Everton fans hating him, and every time I watched him, I like. Yeah, he's not going to make it, to be honest. I thought he looked really out of his depth. Such a progression. Yeah, last season, massive step forward. He's always had this sort of, um, uh, always since he's broken to the Everton team, certainly. Uh, you know, good sort of target man attributes. Very, mm. very strong in the air. Good ball recoveries, that kind of thing. Um, but last season, just just got himself in scoring opportunities with so much more regularity. And obviously the goals kind of flowed from that as well. And yeah, Nets a hat-trick against, uh, well, what may prove to be the Premier League's worst defence. And they they also were down to 10 men at half-time as well, West yeah, Brom. Yeah, but yeah. fair play to him. You know, that's uh, he's got some good attacking players around him with uh, with Hammers. Yeah, he decent this year, Everton, I thought. Um, Richarlison as well. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I like to see it. I think he's, I think he's you know, the, as I say, the development he's taken in the last couple of seasons... It's, it's got to be in that England squad from now on, I think. Can I know we, we expect McBurney to do something similar eventually, hopefully? It'd be nice. Uh, that's a difficult like to like. And obviously, uh, yeah. obviously we don't have Richarlison and uh, James Rodriguez <laughs> yeah. in our team. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I suppose. Um, unfortunately in terms of results, but perhaps fortunately in terms of uh, personality of our team, I guess. Um, another bad week for West Brom uh, and, and Fulham, I suppose, but... Yeah, West Brom, that's looking a bit ropey, isn't it, already? Yeah, they. how many goals did they let in? Uh, is it eight? I think it's eight, yeah, five and uh, yeah, five and three, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't want to say anything after our start, to be honest, but yeah, they, they, I think 
Yeah, well, we talk about. I, I was talking to a mate about who's got the worst drive force in the Premier League, and obviously we came into the discussion there. And then I saw mm. West Brom bringing Hal Robson Carnew on, and I thought mm, maybe not. <laughs> Callum Robinson Carnew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know that, that Dean and Agana guy. <laughs> uh, played really well in fairness against mm. uh, Everton in the first half causing some loads of issues but yeah I think um, they're going to yeah they, they are going to struggle uh, and let's just hope that you know we they, they struggle more than us <laughs> yeah I'm still going to the next games now they've got Chelsea next uh, but then it's Southampton Burnley Brighton Fulham that's quite a nice little run in it so yeah after that, we will definitely know a lot about uh, a lot about their prospects for the season. Well, I think I this is the thing with those. Uh, I think eight games for me is when we can start. I mean, it's a tough eight games to be fair. I think it is a tough start to the season, especially because we've basically blown one of the games that we should have done better in in, in terms of Villa. Yeah. Uh, I think you know eight games, but I think look past the the results even in those eight games and see where the you know the trends going. Uh, and yeah. if, we're, if we're still you know if we haven't scored after eight games or whatever, then yeah, I think it's legitimate time to say what we're going to do but, but right now I think those two games you can't learn anything or, or probably yeah. probably even about anyone to be fair yeah but I would say especially us I mean the, the sort of uh, the, there's, there's many caveats you can have here but obviously you can throw it back to the end of last season where we lost three games in a row to end the season but and, and you know I think we only scored in one of those if mm. memory serves uh, being the Southampton game I can't remember what I think we scored one in the last six so I can I, yeah my sort of uh, excuse, and it probably is an excuse to to defend United here, is that I felt those games at the end of the last season, we just I don't know if that was to do with bad play from us or just that we completely run out of steam. We, yeah. I mean, the last game we ended with Leon Clark and Zikovic up front. Oh my lord! I mean, how much can you read into that realistically? Yeah, and uh, everyone's favourite scapegoat, John Lundstrom, obviously the one man to score uh, score yeah. that goal, of course. Um, right, mate. Any any final thoughts? No, that's it, mate. There we go. Let's let's never talk about let's Aston never Villa talk about again. It again. Ugh, Villa Park just in the bin with it. We can't yeah, go. Yeah. Let's just not play there anymore because it's just <laughs> stupid. It's become. I mean, I can't. I can't think of three more like cursed trips in a row to one ground apart from maybe Wembley. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I've never been actually. We beat them in the FA Cup, didn't we? That time on the cloth. Yes, yeah, yeah, but the last three are just uh, like that is just a horror. Yeah, show. I'm trying to think. We didn't play before that, did we? Oh no, there were two two, weren't they? I'm trying to think if that were the last three games we've actually played since that game. But there were two it two, is. weren't they as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the season before. So the yeah, 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 yeah. Three times ago was the three all draw. Then obviously last year was uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, and then the last one. Yeah. yeah, in the bin with that. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not talk about it anymore. We've exercised. Well, I don't know if I have exercised that demon, but I'm certainly ready to not talk about it anymore. Um, where can people check out the view from Villa May and the forthcoming view from Leeds? Oh, it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> on Twitter or RoysViewFrom.com. Top man, there we go. Under an hour to uh, to talk about Villa and uh, and a few other things as well. That got too much from that, really, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Big shout out to anyone who's listened to this week's episode. I will. Somebody asked me this the other day, actually. Like, uh, as a fan base, are we are we sticklers for punishment? Um, you know, masochists, or are we fair with the fans when it comes to uh, to listening to Blades Pod after a defeat or a victory? Yeah. I, I, I will say. There's not much fluctuation. We're we're a pretty uh, pretty hardy set of listeners out Hardcore there. Hardcore so. fan base. 
Yeah, if, if we've done something amazing like beating Chelsea three 0 that obviously gets uh, yeah. gets some extra listeners. But to be honest, no, I, thought, but... I when you you and Jay used to do it, I used to I used to enjoy the ones that we'd lost more than because it, it in the same way that I was talking about you've got no one to sort of vent. You know, mm. I think it's sort of like exercises when you've lost for me. I've listened to Four Blades and stuff um, when we lost to Wolves, and it and it, mm. you're just sort of nodding as you're walking along. Going, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking like yeah yeah the the yeah the, it sort of gets it all out and you can sort of move on. <laughs> Definitely shout out to those guys. Actually, I really enjoyed last week's episode, and uh, well, I've, I enjoy every week's episode from mm. them. It's uh, it's great to have some more. Uh, well, it's great to have some Blaze content to listen to that isn't uh, just the sound of my voice. And your well, voice this is the Tufty podcast yesterday as well, because they do one straight after the game. It's a good idea, really, because obviously you get the initial reaction and. Loved how the talk started going on to Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Two. So yeah, so if you were, <laughs> if you check that, out, enjoy I, that. <laughs> I haven't listened to that. Can you can you can you explain how it goes on to Street Fighter? Um, one of the guys has uh, ended up on Game Zone, not Games Master, Game Zone. I think it was called TV program yeah. where he uh, competed in a, a Street Fighter Two challenge. Nice. <laughs> I'm not going to give away how we went on, but he were you know. Yeah, that's good. Have, have a guess. <laughs> do, do not spoil that content. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just to guess a final thing is, uh, I hope this has been of some use to anyone who's uh, feeling particularly grumpy this morning after uh, after that result, and indeed this pretty pretty abysmal start to the season. It's hard to think how this could have gone much worse. To be honest, after two yeah. games, isn't it? No, well, we I, can't, I can't think of it. I mean. I suppose we could have had two sendings off in the first two games. I can't really think of much more. Maybe Ramsdale throwing it in his own net. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we haven't scored a goal yet, or even apart from a penalty, particularly looked like scoring a goal either. So we get a post. That's the, been the highlight so far. Did we do that? I don't remember. Oh yeah, flicking the post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's the, if you if you end of the season now, and you said the moment of the season, it might be that. <laughs> yeah, early season montage is yeah. that for sure. Or, or Burke pass. Burke's pass yesterday. Burke's pass or Alan Nil shuffling along in his slippers. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably get shot for me. Right, mate. There we go. We've gone over an hour now, so wow. there you go. Mon- money's worth everybody. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with it. Um, thanks to you, mate. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up later in the week. I'm sure. Cheers, mate. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks as always to you for downloading and listening as well. And finally, thank you to another of our sponsors at BlazePod, and that is Beer Fifty Two. As you know, the start of the new football season is here. And what better way to celebrate and watch the match than with some of the best beer on the planet. Beer 52 have the perfect beer for any occasion and they are offering eight free craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash bladespod, cover just the $5.95 for the postage and they will send you a case of eight free beers. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Over 150,000 members they send a brand new case to every single month. Each month's case has a different theme and as an independent British company, Beer52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose a light option, plus your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry though, if you do change your mind, uh, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com slash bladespod to get your first case of eight beers for $5.95. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod.